Okay, so Baruch Hashem, the recording from last night's Dafyamishir got erased. So Hashem wants me to do Chazara. So one more time, we'll try this again. Dav Tzadizayin Amad Aleph. The uh, Gemara says Amarish Lakish. So we are on the third wide line. We are continuing from where we left off uh, the day before, which was discussing the story with Miriam and Aaron getting Saras, and the discussion of of Rabbi Akiva telling us that Aaron got Saras, and Rabbi Yudhubeh Maseira says, why are you telling us this if the Torah didn't say it? So why are you telling us this? Even if you're correct, it's Lashon Hara. And if you're not correct, if you're wrong, you end up being Choyshed Bechsherim. So the Gemara continues on this theme for a few lines of Agatha, and then we'll get into some heavy-duty um, someone who's he suspects someone who's kosher he gets malchus he'll actually get punished in his own body the pasuk says by the story of the burning bush Moshe with the snap Hakadosh Baruch tells Moshe go to Klayas that you're going to take them out so Moshe responds they're not going to believe me Hakadosh Baruch knew the Mehemni Yisrael Klayas would believe him Amar Loi Hakadosh Baruch says Hin Maminim Bnei Maminim Vaatet means Seif Chalhamen they are Maminim Bnei Maminim as a famous song goes Vaatet Vaatet and you later on in your life Ain Seif Chalhamen you're not going to believe me Hin Maminim Dechseva Yamin Am Klayas believed him Bnei Maminim Vehemen Bashem Avram Avinu believed in Hashem Ata you Ain Seif Chalhamen you will not believe me Shemar Yan Loihemantem we know why the uh, Moshe hit the rock instead of talking to the rock. Whatever the the sugya there is, the Torah says, you do not trust in me." So you see that Moshe, that Kadosh Baruch tells Moshe, "You will not believe me later on," and you're upset at Klai So they are the bnei maminim. Just by the way, there's a fascinating uh, marsha here, and the the Bali Marshava right now. What does it mean by Yamin Ha'am? They believed him. What did Moshe Rabbeinu tell them? That uh, that he should be, that they should believe him. So the marshal writes that he quotes the medrash in Shemois that there was a simon that was Masur biyat zikne Yisrael that everyone knew they passed down a Masaira that the savior the goyel the one who's going to take us out of Mitzrayim through you know as a shliach of a kadosh baruch Hu, is going to say the words pakoid pakariti. So Moshe Rabbeinu came back and said pakoid pakariti. The obvious question is so if everybody knew. That these are the this is the secret pakoi So then, what's the chiddush that Moshe Rabbeinu came and said it? Why would they believe him? Anyone could have gotten up and said pakoi pakariti. So I want so a beautiful vart. I don't know if this is MS, but it's a it's a beautiful vart. That Moshe was an aral sifasaim. He had a speech impediment, and he wasn't able to pronounce pakoi pakariti. So when he came and he was messing up his pays, and he said the words pakoi pakariti in a clear way, so they knew, oh, this must be something special, because he wasn't able to pronounce it otherwise. If he's able to say pakoi pakariti, but he can't say anything else, so it must be, this is the uh, person that's going to be the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take a sediment train. Now, by the way, the Gemara says, so you told me that someone was Chosheb Hashem, we found the case, and the Gemara says, he's like a Gufoy, he gets some type of Malchus, so where do we see that Moshe got some type of uh, affliction to him, the Pasuk says, told him, put your hand inside your cloak, near your chest. He pulls it out, and the Pasuk says, that he ended up getting Tzeras. So that was his Malkus that he got for being Choyshed Bech Sherem. Amar Rava, we're going to continue the story with the Sneh, Vitema Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Kinnim, Midas Toiva, Mimaheres, Lovim Midas Peronius. 
Now, Midah Toiva comes quicker than punishment. Why? When he came to the punishment, when he took it out, then he saw that his hand was full of Taras. It seems like it happened only when he took his hand out. When it got healed, the Pasuk says, that while it was still in his cloak, it returned to be Kibsari like his natural skin. When it was near his chest, Next, then the, the Pasuk once it mentions the story. So the end of the story was Moshe went to, went to Paroi with Aaron, and they did all these Nisim. So over there it says that and Aaron threw out his staff and it turned into a snake. So the Pasuk says Not only did his snake you know, swallow up the other snakes, that's not what happened. His stick, so the snake turned back into a stick and it swallowed up the other sticks of the Chartumei Mitzrayim, the Mechashifim, so a miracle inside another miracle. Okay, so now we get to the heavy-duty sugya of Perik Hazari getting into some of the lambdas of uh, the Malacha of Hetzal. So the Mishnah told us, and Rishos Rabbim is in the middle. So a person, imagine you're on your deck, and we'll, we'll call your porch a Rosh and you throw it across the street to another porch that's also Rosh Hashayachid. So the, and there's a Rosh Rabbim in between, there's a highway in between. The Mishnah had told us that Rabbi Akiva says you're Chayiv and Chum say you're Pater. Now what is this Machlekes Rabbi Akiva and the Chum? So that's the first part of this of the Gemara. So boy, Rabba, Rabba asked the following Shaila: What is this machlekes? Is it lematamis or pligis the machlekes Rabban and 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 Rabbi Kiva when the ball? Look, we're going to call it a ball because that's the the example that fits well. Throwing something across the street, so you're throwing a baseball across the street. So if it's lematamis so we know. And we'll review this that Rishus Harabim only goes up until 10 Tvachim above the ground. Once it's above 10 Tvachim from the ground, it has a din of a Makam Pator. So when I'm thinking about a case of transferring from one Rishus Yachid to another Rishus Yachid through Rishus Harabim, it makes sense that we're discussing when it's within 10 Tvachim of the ground. If it's above 10 Tvachim from the ground, the ball never traveled within 35 inches of the ground. It was a good uh, high pitch. Then why would I think there would be Haitzah into Rishos Rabbim? It never entered the, the airspace of Rishos Rabbim. So that's the first side of this Gemara. So, boy, Rabbim. Lamata Measara, Pligi, the Machlekes should be Lamata Measara. When the ball traveled within 10th Vachim of the ground, Pligi, this is Machlekes, Demar, Savrab Kiva holds, Aminun Kluta Kimashahuncha. We say that Kluta, when the ball is in the air, and it's in the airspace of something, it's kemah, it's as if shechuncha, it's as if it rested in that rishos. So within 10 tzvachim of the ground, it's called rishos harabim. We know we need an akira and hanacha. So even though there wasn't an actual hanacha, it never came to a rest when it traveled through the rishos harabim. There's a lamdisha rest called kluta kemah shechuncha, as if it rested in the airspace above the Rishos Rabbim. That is Shitas Rabbi Kiva. Umar Savar and the Chamo Layamrinon Kluta Kemosh Yehuncha. We do not hold to this din of Kluta Kemosh Yehuncha. You're right, it passed through the Avir of Rishos Rabbim, passed through the airspace, but it never went, came to a stop, and therefore there was no Hanacha. That is the first Machlekes. Avo, however, when it's above 10 Tvachim, if the ball was never came within 10 Tvachim of the ground, so the first side will learn that everybody would hold its potter. Why? Because the, the ball never went into a Rishos Rabbim. It was in Rishos Yachid, and it traveled above Rishos Rabbim, never going into Rishos Rabbim, and there will be no, no concern of Hatsam. Now, you're going to tell me, in our Mishnah, we had a case where if you had two people 
on, uh, alongside a road, and there's Rishus Rabbim underneath it, and they pass from one Rishus to another Rishus that is called Aitzah, even if they're way above ten Tvachim, because there was a, uh, we learned it out from the way the Levim would transport the Krushim, and they would transport it from wagon to wagon and pass the beam from one from one wagon to another wagon. So that became part of the Malacha of Aitzah, because that was the way they did it in the Midbar. So why don't we say the same way there's the din of Maishit, there should be a din of Zerika? The Gemara says, no, if you hold, there's no problem of throwing it 10 above the ground. Obviously, we do not learn out Zerik from Maishit. What would the reason be? Because they never threw it. The beams were too heavy. They would not have thrown it from wagon to wagon. So that is the first side of understanding the Machlekes, Rabbi Kiva, and the Chachamim. Or maybe option number two is like this. The Machlekes is L'malameyasara Pligi. The Machlekes is when it's above 10 Tvachim. Ubaha Pligi. The Machlekes Kiva holds, even if he threw the ball above 10 Tvachim, and it never went within 10 Tvachim of Roshul Sarabim, you're still Chayef. Why? Yalfinon Zarekim Moshet. We do, in fact, learn out Zarekim Moshet. You handed it. You passed it. What's the difference? It went above Roshul Sarabim, from Roshul Sarabim A to Roshul Sarabim B. Derech, the Avir of Roshul Sarabim. That should be the same halacha of passing from one wagon to another wagon. When it's above 10 Tvachim, it's not in Rosh Hashanah proper, and we do not let out Zerik from Moshit. But the Chum would, would agree that if it's Lamata Me'asara, if it's beneath 10 Tvachim on the ground, maybe everyone agrees that Kluta is as if it was Munach on the ground. So I'm Rav Yosef. This Shiloh, was a shalat Rav Chisto, upashtini hale Rav Hamnuna meha. And Rav Hamnuna answered it from the following b'risa. The b'risa says like this, Mershus HaYachid, Mershus HaYachid, if you had something go from Mershus HaYachid to another Mershus HaYachid, v'oiver b'shus harabim atzma, and it passed through a Mershus harabim atzma itself, which is a funny word, and the Gemara will... Focus on it. Rabbi Kiva Machayev Acham Partins. You see Machlekes. Rabbi Kiva Acham is even when it went through Rishus Rabbim. Seemingly, the Machlekes is: Do we say Kluta Kemashehuncha or not? Now, Ubamai. I'm sorry. So Midik Amar Rishus Rabbim Atzma. From the fact you said Atzma, it Rishus Rabbim. Shita Lamata Meisara. Please, we're talking about within ten Tzvachim on the ground. That's why it's calling it Atzma. Now, Ubamai. What was the mode of transfer? Elaim Abemavir. The person. Took something from Rishus Yochan to Rishus Yochan, Derech Rishus Rabbim, and he carried it. So Lamatame Asaruhu de Machayiv. When you carry something in Rishus Rabbim, you only chayiv when you hold hold it within a few feet of the ground. Lamalame Asaruhu Lamachayiv. That's not true. Remember Lazar. Hamotzi Masin Lamame Asaruhu. You're holding a pie of pizza. You're holding something above your head, carrying a ball way above your head. Still chayiv because shekin Masa Benekas. When a person does haitza on Shabbos, we don't look at you know the, the the handle of the ball, how he's handling it. Oh, how, how close to the ground is he? We, we don't care. If it's in your hand, you're always high. Whether you're holding it 35 inches above the ground, 10 inches above the ground, it doesn't make a difference. So why would the Gemara have to say that the object was Bershus Harab Atzma? It doesn't make sense if you're transporting it while holding it in your hand. And Alava must be Bizoyrik when you threw it. And Lamatame Asarhudim Chai. When the Christ, it tells me Bershus Harab Atzma, it's telling me it's specifically saying Lamatame Asara. 
within ten tefachim on the ground. And what does the brisa say? That's Rabbi Kiva's chayiv when it's lamata mesara. Lamala mesara, lamachayiv. Everyone agree. Lamala mesara will not be chayiv. Shema mina kuta kemasha honcha pligi. The machlokes is all about kuta kemasha honcha. When something's in the airspace of Rosh Hashanah, is that considered as if it came to a rest? Shema mina. That is indeed the machlokes. So pligi the Rabbi Elazar. But this discussion argues the Rabbi Elazar. The Rabbi Elazar. Mechayiv hayir Rabbi Kiva. Filu lamala mesara. Rabbi Elazar holds the Rabbi Kiva shita of. Of Kluta Kamishon Khadami is even when it's above Asar of Haidik Atani Rishasarab Matzma. So why in fact if this Bryce specifically say Rishasarab Matzma, it would even be even if it's not the Rishasarab Matzma, just over Rishasarab Rabbi Kiva say Chayiv, well Yaka Kirchan Rabban to just show me the strength of the opinion of the Rabban, and even when it's within ten Vacham on the ground, they hold we do not say Kluta Kamisha Hun Khadami. Now plead Rab Khilki Bratovi. Now this sheet of Rabbi Lazar argues on Rabchilkiya Bartoivi, Dun Rabchilki Bartovi Toy Shlaisha if the ball passed within three tefachim on the ground. Machlokes Rishonim, if it had to come to a stop on something on a ledge, or it just happened to have been like a submarine pitch where it uh, rolled within three tefachim on the ground and went to another Rosh Hashanah. Everyone holds your chayv. We'll see why. We'll get into the lambdus of lavur of within three tefachim being considered part of the ground. Even the Cham would say, even though we don't say klutu kamisha hunchadami, here they would be chayiv. Lamalam yisar above ten tefachim. The Rebbe putter. Everyone agrees your putter because we don't say klutu kamisha hunchadami when it's above ten tefachim, and we do not learn out zarek mimayshe. So this is an arguing in our belazer mishloish about asar from three to ten. That's the machlokes. One of the machlokes of Kivra Bonor Kivra holds klutu kamisha hunchadama, and the Cham say no klutu is not kamisha hunchav. Tanya nami hachi b'sayich shloish devego chayiv within three tefachim on the ground. Everyone agrees your chayv, the Malamesar, Ina Ela Misham Shvos. However, if it's above 10 Tvachim, it would only be a Shvos in Isidra Bonan because we do not learn out Zrika Mimayushit. And what would be the Isidra Bonan when you transport from one Rosh to another Rosh So as of now, we'll see there's a concern that you do not have Eruve Chatseris. And there might be another concern. We'll see this in the uh, as the daf moves on. However, if he owns both of these Rishuyas, it sounds like mutter because there's no concern of Eruve Chatseris. What's Eruve Chatseris? So we'll spend many uh, dafim in Erevin discussing this. Eruve Chatseris is a Takana from Shlom HaMalach that when... When a person wants to transport something from his ho- his house to another person's house, so beyond the concept of mechitzos that you need to have a gated area, even if you have a cul-de-sac and you have a gated village, you still need to have something called a ruve chatzeres, which means that you uh, you're, you're renting or you're you're borrowing property from each other. There's a shutfus here that we all allow each other to to own or to use. We'll get into all the lumbus to use uh, the space together. So that is done in. Uh, in every major city that they do, they make they do Erevin. So there is a uh, there are matzah somewhere, usually in a shul or something, where they did an agreement with the city, with the municipality, to make a eruvah chaser. So we'll get to that soon. However, if you own both of them, so then you don't need a eruvah chaser. Again, you still need mechitzos, so you can't carry into rishos harabim. Even if you own a rishos harabim, you can't carry into a carmelis. Even if you own the carmelis, but as long as you have mechitzos. And they're both your property, there will be no problem. However, the Gemara is so fine. That's Rashulish uh, Lai If you threw an object within 10 Tvachim of the ground, but it's above three, that's Machlik, as Rakiv Machayev, the Chachamim, Poitrin, the Chamasay, your Pater. Now, we just mentioned, Amar Ma, we just said, that if you're throwing from one balcony to another balcony, and they're both your properties, and they're both Rashulish and you're throwing it above 10 Tvachim, the 
Bryce says it's mutter if as long as you own those properties. Lema teve tiyufta the rav. There should be a tiyufta, a kasha and rav. The itmar. We had a brisa. It says shnei bought the mishnei tiyufta just rav. You have two houses on on uh, two sides of the street. Rav bar avuna amar rav also lizrik mizalizet. You cannot throw from one to the other. Ushmul amar mutter lizrik mizalizet. Now according to rav, why not? It sounds like I have it. I have these houses, and I still cannot throw from one rishos to another shows. So the Gemara says, well, "Hold on a second. That case is different." We said that that case was going to midlechad umetatechad. Those two balconies, porches, were not on an even plane, and therefore, there's in enough of asilasui. When it's on an even plane, and you own both of these houses across the street, so then you'll be able to throw it, and you'll have uh, you'll be able to hit your intended target. You'll be you'll have an accurate throw. We're not concerned. You're going to miss the porch. However, when it's on a different plane, whether it's it's above, uh, you know, it's higher than your balcony or it's lower below your balcony, we're concerned you're going to throw and you're going to miss. And when you miss, you're going to go down downstairs, go to the street and go get it, which would be an instant So therefore, that's when we made the But if they're on the even playing field, they're on an even plane. So then even Rav would agree that if it's Rishuya Shalai, it would be Mutter. Now the Gemara goes on to a uh, to discuss the concept of lavud of something within three tefachim from the ground is called lavud. How do we know this thing that anything within three tefachim of the ground is considered lavud? So Amalei says, well, why do we say that when you throw something and it goes within three tefachim of the ground, it's considered as it's part of the ground because it's a din of lavud? Why is that? Because there's no even perfectly even road. There's bumps, there's cracks, there's things on the ground. So within nine, ten inches of the ground, that's considered part of the ground. That's the reason for lovers. That's the Gemara's first attack. So maybe even three uh, tvachim itself should be considered. Why only less? Visu, hadithna, we went in a brisa, the hadithna mishnah in sukkah, hamashal shal defines malamata, someone who lowers walls from top to bottom. So imagine your canvas sukkah, we'll have to discuss in Mesafel sukkah if a canvas sukkah is kosher or not, depending how, how much it moves in the wind. But let's just assume you have a good canvas sukkah and you have these metal uh, rods keeping it up. So you lower down your canvas from the rods and it's like a shower curtain, but it doesn't doesn't go down to the ground. It's hanging above the ground. And you can see people's shoes, right? So over there, the Bryce, the Mishnah says, Hamashasha defines him malamata. So you're going from top to bottom. So if there's at least three tvachim between the ground and the bottom of the curtain, psula, you have puzzle, uh, you have a puzzle sukkah, because it's not called a mechitza. Within three talk on the ground, that's fine. It works as a mechitza. So what do you see from here? You see from here, it has nothing to do with the ground, has bumps, and it's as if it rested on the ground. Here we're talking about mechitza. So Mark says, no, hasam had a time. That's a different din. There's a special din by sukkah. I need a sukkah that's at least some type of dira. I have to be able to live in it. If the cats or the goats, as the Gemara calls it, would be able to uh, to break into it, to enter, then I wouldn't have a good dira. They would not be called a mechitza. And that's why it's possible by sukkah. But it has nothing to do with lavud. So the Gemara says, Tenach lamata. That fits when you lowered it down. You have a space between the walls and the ground. Lamala, Michael Lamemar. When we discuss lamala, when it's above the walls, let's say your schach is within three tvachim of the top of your walls. Halach is it's fine. And that has nothing to do with goats coming in, and it has nothing to do with the ground being bumpy. The concept of lavud. We went in a brisa. So someone throws something, so 
the case uh, we gave last night, but the live share was we sent out a video. There's a clip on Twitter or something where a uh, baseball player throws a fa- uh, baseball, throws a fastball or a baseball through a moving car. So you have a Tesla. I don't know if anyone's driving the car. Maybe it was a driverless car. It drives through uh, through the street, and you have a a ball player throwing a ball through a moving car, and he threw it so fast that it went through the car without breaking any windows. Mazel tov. Okay, so I thought that was a funny case, which fits this this Gemara, where a car is considered a Roshasiyachid, typically, let's assume it is. It's 10 Tvachim high, it has its own walls. So you are standing in the street, let's say you're standing on a boulevard, it's a Roshasarabim, you throw a ball, it goes through Roshasiyachid and lands back into Rosh Hashanah, back on the other side of the car. So what's the halacha? Rabbi Mechaev, so, so let's see the, let's see the Gemara again. Turn around, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is in the middle. Rabbi Mechaev, V'chacham and Paitrin. Chum say because I didn't transport it, it never landed in Rosh Hashanah, it went straight through it. So Rabbi Mechaev, Rabbi Mechaev, Rabbi is only discussing when he had a Rosh Hashanah that has a roof on it, like this car. Because Rabbi doesn't hold to this din of Kluta Kamishahun Chadami. So how did this ball come to a rest? It came to a rest because the house is considered full. It's not considered that it's a hollow entity. It's considered totally malia, which means male, full. And therefore it's considered as if it made a hanacha in the car. It was a convertible, or I don't know, you have a tennis court in the middle of a Rosh Hashanah and you throw something right across it, but the court is you know, surrounded by four walls. Or you have something similar where it's mechitzais, that it's surrounded by walls, but it's not, it doesn't have a roof on top, so it still has a din of a Rosh Hashanah. Loi, Rebbe would say, your partner, because it doesn't hold a kluta k'misha hun chadami. Now, Amr of Chinah bar Avihu this is an interesting halacha, which we'll discuss. Mechaev hoya Rebbe shtayim. Rebbe would say, in this case, where you threw the ball through the car, it lands on the other side. Shechaev shtayim, achas mishom ha'itza, v'achas mishom ha'chnasa. One for ha'itza, one for ha'chnasa. Yasser Rav Chinah, so let me just explain that. One for doing the ha'itza, for carrying something from Meshus HaYachat Roshas Rabbim, and one for bringing in from Meshus HaRabbim to Meshus HaYachat. Meaning, it seems like you have two which is a pella because we had a whole parak on this. You do the told of a makam av, you only chayiv one. So yes, Rabbi Chinnah Rukhakashule, the memory tell me the mechayiv Rebbe, I told the makam av, so now in Savi Zayin on my base. You're telling me that Rebbe holds your chayiv on the told of when I did it with together with the av? Vatanya, Rebbe Oymer, Dvarim Advarim Eila, Dvarim Eila, Shleishim, Tishim, Melacha, Shem, and Moshim, Bissinai. We had this several times already, 39 Melachas, Abam Chasar Achas, you did all the Halam Achas, your chayiv Kalachas Yachas. However, why is there always war as a told us if you did an av and a told it together? You only chayiv. One, so how, how Rebbe holds of this as a Ferish or Bryce, Rebbe said this. So how can you tell me Rebbe holds Yechayev two by throwing the ball through the car? Why would you be Yechayev two? Even if you did a Tolda and an Av, Hitzar and Achnasa, you should only be Yechayev one carbon. So Amar Leiv Rav Yosef, Mar Ahamas, you learned it that Rebbe was the one that said it. Vikashla, you have a steer at the Rebbe, at the Rebbe. Anan, we say at the Rebbe Yehuda, it was Rabbi Yehuda, not Rebbe. And if we like Kashanlan, we don't have any problems because Rabbi Yehuda, in fact, does hold you are Chayev a told of a Makam Av. The Tanya, we learned in a Bryce like this. Meshusiyach Vishusarabim, the other Abba Amis Vishusarabim, you have a funny case like this. You have someone is, he's, uh, he's at home, he's in his house, we'll assume outside of his house is Vishusarabim, and I don't know, he just changed a diaper or something. Not the perfect example, but let's just give it as an example, and he wants to get rid of it. He chucks it out of his house. The other Abraham in his haste, he threw it too far. It went six feet outside of his house. Rabbi Yehuda Mechaev, Vecham Paitrin. We would say, Yechaev, 
textbook Haitza. The Chum say Poitrin. Now, totally Potter? It's a pillow. Why am I totally Potter? I did classic Haitza, inside to outside. So let's see. It must be the Rabbi Huda said Yerchayev. It must be, he said Yerchayev, two carbonis. Which two laven did the person do? Achas Misham He violated Shabbos once by doing Haitza, by throwing out the diaper from inside his house to outside. Achas Misham Havara, one for additionally transporting it from threshold of the house to four Amos away. Havara, Havara Dalar Amos. Now, why do I. Assume the Rabbi holds Yechayev two carbonates because the Esau that that Chadhuda Mechayev. If Rabbi if Rabbi Yehuda just held, you only have one carbon. That means Mechlad the Rabbanim patu legami. So when we say the Chum argue, well, if they're not high of a carbon and they say you're potter, sounds like you're totally potter. Mechlad the Rabbanim patu legami. But how can you be potter? Ha'apik leimershus yachvoshus Rabbi. You did textbook Haitzah. You threw it outside. How is that potter from Haitzah? Simmer says no. Me my Rabbi Yehuda Chadu Mechayev Rabbanu Patri Legami. No, maybe it's true. Hacham say you are totally potter. Mehechi Meshkach. So, how are you gonna? How are you going to explain why you're totally potter? Okay, going to Amar. The case is like this: the person's throwing out the diaper, and he says, As long as I get it out of this house, I'm happy. Rabbi Huda says we say Kluta is Kimoshehuncha. So once it's leaving the door, so he threw his I don't know, threw a magazine outside, he threw his diaper outside. Once it leaves the door and it enters Rosh Hashanah, once it enters the plane, the end zone, or Rosh Hashanah, at that point we put on the freeze cam and we say, right now it's in Rosh Hashanah and it did a Hanacha. What do you mean? It's in the air. So it's as if it rested right outside his house, Rosh Hashanah. So that's called Hatzah number one. Now, this Avidali Machshavtai, and you did your Machshavah, and you're good. Rabbanan Savri, Rabbanan say, no. Loyamrinan Kluta Kimoshehuncha. We don't say Kluta Kimoshehuncha, so don't call that Hatzah. And what happened was, I wanted it to be right outside my house, and I threw it too far. We had this example where you overthrew the intended receiver. Halacha was your putter, so this is exactly the case. So don't tell me the Chamas hold your chayev because it's textbook Haitzah. It's not exactly textbook Haitzah because his machshava was not isavida, was not mekayim. Avol had told him, Who would have told you that Rabbi Huda holds you are chayev? Told him, You have no proof that Rabbi Huda ever holds your chayev twice for. Uh, for carrying on Shabbos. So the Mora goes on a little bit of a digression here and gets into the, the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda trying to figure out if, in fact, from other sources we could see that Rabbi Yehuda holds you are chayev, I told the Bamak Ma'ab, and then we'll get back to this case when he threw something out the door and it went further. So let's see. So the Mora says, yeah, Don't think that it's so... Uh, that it's so clear that Rabbi Huda never says your chayev on a tolda of a malkam av. The Tanya went in a bris. We had this on Daf Ayin Gimel. Rabbi Huda Moisif Av Hashoyvet Vahamedaktik. So we've listed off the thirty nine malachas. Comes Rabbi Huda, he adds two more. Whether this means is forty one or this replaces some of them, it seems like he adds two more. Hashoyvet, which is uh, lining uh, lining up the rods in your loom, hamedaktik, or uh, hitting the hitting hitting the. Uh, Threads to uh, to get it to a specific uh, to, to bang away at it, 
whatever this means, part of the loom, I don't really understand it. Amulai, so they told him, Shoivet, which is the aligning of the rods, that's part of the malacha of Mesech, and therefore, why are you adding it? Umedaktik, umedaktik, that's part of the weaving process, to hit it, whatever. So we don't need your two additions. Now, what's the, what, 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 what was the, Discussion. My love, the Avdino It wasn't the case that he did both together. Someone did Shoivate and Mesach. And Shmami Namachai, Rabbi Huda, told the Makamah. Rabbi Huda would have said, You're still Chayev. Even if you tell me that that Mesach is the Av, Rabbi Huda says, You're still Chayev, even a Shoivate. Someone who did Shoivate and in Mesach, according to Rabbi Huda, you'd be Chayev, told the Makamah. So Yomar says, no, that's not a good ride. I mean, my. You did each one separately. The question was, do we say, this is an av or not? This is the 39 These two, Shoivet and is part of the 39 Malachas, or 41. For Abundant Sabri, no. They're not Avais, they're Todas. Teda, I'll bring you a proof. You should know that. The Ketani, the Bryce says, Rabbi Huda Moisif, he adds, you're adding something. If you're dealing with the 39 Malachas and you're dealing with Avais, it makes sense. I'm adding two more. If you're talking about Tolodos here, my Moisif, what's he adding? There's a million Tolodos. He's adding two Tolodos. It must be that Rabbi Huda is not adding any, any Tolodos. He's adding Avos, and you have no proof whatsoever that Rabbi Huda holds you behind a Tolodos b'mokoy ma'av. It's Manami, Rabbi Huda holds your only chayev, one carbon. He never says your chayev on a tolda b'makamav. Now, only Ravina Ravashi. You originally had thought that Rabbi Huda would be mechayev too by throwing the diaper or the magazine outside, and then it went four amos further than my intended target. It doesn't make any sense because Miman of Shach. It didn't land where you wanted. You should only be high of one or zero, it seems like. If you intended on it going right outside the house, so fine, you should be high of one for going outside the house. Not going at further Dalamas. They didn't want it to go further. They wanted to go Dalamas out of the house. You didn't want it to go to the threshold. So therefore, how would you ever... Be high of two. So Armale Ravash said my case would have been The person said wherever it lands, I'll be happy. So landed here, he's happy when it goes right outside the house. And it goes another Dalamas, he's also happy. So therefore, you would there would be a case where Rabbi Huda would be high of two. But either way, we paskin that Rabbi Huda is not high on the tolda, does not make someone bring two carbonis when it's a tolda Okay. Two more uh quick sugyas before we close. So Pshita. Yeah, the following din is, is Pashat. Neskavin Lizrik Shmoinev Azarik Arba. Someone wants to throw an eight yard pass or eight ama pass, and instead he throws it a little short, Vizarik Arba, and he threw it Dalaramais, which is enough to be Chayev. So the Bryce here says it's Pashat, of course you're Chayev, and we're going to question this soon. Harei Kosav Shemi Shimon. It's like when a person intended on writing Shimon, and he wrote Shame, he wrote the first two letters. So the first two letters in itself is the Shear for Ksiva. You had to write Shame to get to Shimon, and therefore you're Chayev. However, in the Skavin, this is like Abba Vizor Shmoina, and the person wanted to only throw it Dalad Amos, and he threw it eight Amos Mahu. Me, I'm reading on her Do we say, Lamaisa, it traveled Dalad Amos, you threw it past four Amos, it traveled there, and therefore you should be high, but don't make the boy, ha, Lainach. Where you wanted it to land, it didn't t- come to a rest, so you should be putter. So the Gemara says, Velav Hainu. 
to Amalei Ravina and Ravashi. Isn't this where Ravina said to Ravashi, that any place where it lands, I should be happy. So since a person didn't care, that's why he was tired. But if it landed in a different place, it seems like everyone agrees, he would be potter. Now, what about the first case? That that uh, it's a, it should be as if I, I wrote Shemi Shimon when I wanted to throw an eight and it went dollar. Me, dummy. What type of comparison is it? Hasam, when you're writing the word Shimon, comma the cuss of shame, loy michtele shimon. Before you write shame, you can't write shimon. So you in, in the writing of shimon, you must write at least two letters. So of course you chayev. Hacha. I don't have to throw four amas to be to get it eight amas. I can throw a rainbow pass of eight amas. It never has to go within dollar amas to the ground. It's not necessarily intrinsic. So come to the cost of shame, my mitzvah shame, and hacha come to the zarek abelim Israeli tamni. You can't throw an eight yard pass independent of four yards of four amas. So there would not be a good comparison, and therefore perhaps you'd be putter because your machshava was not misguided. One more piece, a few more lines. Turn our button. Hazarek mishus ram mishus ram mishus yechab emsus. Let's go back to our case of the moving Tesla throwing the baseball through it. Let's say there were two amos. So let's say that you have a pitching prospect, okay? And he, the baseball player, he's throwing the ball and he's a few amos away from the Rishos Yochah. He's a few amos away from the Rishos, from the uh, car. So let's say he was two amos away from the car and it lands two amos outside of the car. Or we'll give a different case, which is easier to understand. You're standing, let's say you have a hut or something like that and you have a Rishos Yochah or, or a big hill. Sometimes the hill, depending on the height, could be Rosh Hashanah. You throw something above the hill, it goes straight to the other side, and it lands on the other side of the hill, back into Rosh Hashanah. So we know, if you do not say Kluto Kamisha on Chadami, you should be Pater. However, it comes along the price, the price is like this. If it traveled a total of four Amois in Rosh Hashanah, you're Chayev for, for being Maver Dal Amois Rosh Hashanah. Let's ignore the hill. Let's ignore the car. At the end of the day, you threw a ball on the street, and it went Dal Amois in Rosh Hashanah. However, Pachas Mi Arba Amois, Pater. So what's the two Chidushim here? My Kamash Mlon. Chidush number one, Kamash Mlon, Meshuris Mestavres. The two Amois here, and two Amois there, could combine for Dawad Amas of Aitzah and with the Layam Rinan Kluta Kemashahuncham. We do not say Kluta is Kemashahuncham, and I'm Chayav just in the fact itself of being Mavir Dawad Amas Bershos Ha Rabin Yashir Koyach.